Let's go, Miss Lavancy. Miss Lavancy. Luca. On today's show, we will get into Luca and Slovenia getting in his bag, and then we'll talk about some rumors. Ooh. Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry. We'll get into that coming up on Lockdown Maps. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Maverick Slovenia Lock- <laughs> podcast. My name is Nick Engstead, host and uh, media member coordinator of Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Luka Doncic. <laughs> like, throwing me off my game? He's been so good in this. Oh, man. By the way, re- recording this after, after the game, it's... Uh, it's late, so we have appreciation for all the European MFFLs that watch the Mavericks all year and have to like stay up real late to watch games. So we appreciate. You. I was gonna say I don't even want to complain about the time because it's like one thirty, but you know what? So many of you guys get up all the time or get up late or get up early, stay up late to watch Luca play basketball. So we're getting a taste of your medicine, and man, what an incredible Luca Doncic performance! One of the best Luca performances we've ever seen. On the, is that surprising? Wow. Forty-eight points. Wow. All uh, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Let's get let's get into it. But before we do, uh, this episode is brought to you by our Lockdown NBA Draft Show. The live show will be in Dallas, Texas at WFAA. Come watch Chad Ford, John Corrales, and Rafael Barlow talk about the draft. Presented to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each and every pick. I'll be producing it. Follow Lockdown NBA on YouTube today. Go subscribe to that channel. Follow our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. All right. Luca, you just said this is one of the best performances we've ever seen from him at any stage. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the best Luca performances we've ever seen. It's, I mean, he he worked that game like like a legit magician that you would go pay to see like perform at like an arena or some like venue somewhere that he controlled that game. It felt like every player on the court for Argentina was the same age as Scola. And (laughs) it was just, I mean, from, from the opening tip, he hit three threes right in a row. It's like, Oh wow. Like this is one of these Luca games. And he was just in his back and there's nothing they could do. Nothing they could do to stop him. And, I mean, do we know why LeBron didn't come to the Olympics? Because. He's scared? He's scared? Because I think we just, I think we just seen the reason right there. I mean, <laughs> uh, I think he knew who the best player in the world was going to uh, be, uh, be in Tokyo playing basketball. So, he's like, hey, I, I'll Luka just promote Space Jam. Luka Doncic and Slovenia beat Argentina 118 to 100, I believe, is the final score. Luka, in 31 minutes, which, by the way, all the Olympic games, 10-minute quarters. So they're not going to – it's not, you know, same NBA, all that. You have to kind of extrapolate this out a little bit. 48 points. 
48 points for Luca, 11 rebounds. He finishes with five assists. He gets three block shots as well, including a couple really good ones. One at the rim, one in the corner. He hit. He blocked a three-point shot, which is wild. Uh, 18 of 29 from the floor. He was 6 of 14 on his threes. Only 6 of 7 from the free throw line. Only took 7 free throws. Scored 48 points. Like Isaac said, one of the best Luka Doncic performances we've ever seen. He was just in control from tip. Just absolutely incredible. And by the way, a plus minus of plus 34. <laughs> An incredible. Like they won by 18. Luka was plus 34. And there was other players on Slovenia that were negative like double digits, like like Luka Rupnik was minus 14 on the same team. Just a wild game, and just to show how important Luka is that when the bench is out there, they're losing by 10 points, and when Luka's out there, they're dominating by 30. Just an insane, insane game. Does this tell us more about Slovenia or about Argentina? Slovenia. I, I think we've seen that they have a team. I mean, we say we, we don't know the supporting cast that well, like, no. I mean, do I want a Mike to- Toby jersey? Maybe. Um, maybe his jerseys aren't selling out as fast. <laughs> do we want any jerseys? Shout out to anybody that was like us. It, basically like the sneakers app. Just trying to get on this website, uh, stadionshop.com. And we just completely, like, we had the jerseys in our carts. They dropped as soon as the game started. We had the jerseys in our carts. We were so And then hyped. they just sold out. We were so hyped. We were so excited. My wife helped me pick out which one was the best one and all that. Took too long. Took too long to get my wallet out. All that. And then just lost the jerseys in our cart. Shout out to everybody else that was like us. Nick, Nick tried to go to a different site and he goes, hey, you going to it? And I just said, I'm defeated. You were down bad. I, I was. was really, but was I would like bad. a Mike Toby jersey. Apparently, they have a Slovenian Steph Curry that uh, Fran said on the broadcast. I think it was Fran. So I'm intrigued by this guy. But they just have dudes that can hit threes. And it like you see Luca do his thing. And it felt like every time he he kicked it out, like they would just hit a three. And it, it just seems like such a fun team. They obviously don't have, you know, the older uh, drug. I guess he's the older one. Goran. Um, yeah, I think Zoran's younger. Yeah, so it, it just seems like a fun team to watch play basketball. We're all on board. I mean, look at all of our branding for Locked On Mavs. We're locked on Slovenian now. This is part of it. <laughs> yeah, we're st- go follow our Twitter account now. I have a meeting like here in a few hours, um, and I told Nick originally, <laughs> I was like, hey, you know what? It starts at eleven forty. I'm just going to watch like the beginning of this game, and then so we pre-recorded the the second and third segments. And because I'm like, um, I'm just going to go to sleep. I got to go to sleep. How do you go to sleep watching Luka Doncic play basketball? Who's the <laughs> dumbest person in the world? This guy, me. And I'm like, I just can't. I got to st- I gotta stay up and watch this. Especially when it was like, you know, it's tight. Like they took him out of the game. And it was like a, you know, they came back. It was like a one point game, two point game. They put Luka back in and it felt like they were up by 20 in literally like five minutes. It was it was like that though. It was zero to sixty, and Luca just took him there. He just no one had any answers. There, the Slovenia was it was so easy for them to get in the teeth of the defense, to get to that little like floater area inside the paint was just so easy. I mean, they the, Argentina was trying so hard to not get Scola switched out on anybody because. Oh. Slovenia would just drive by him. Anybody that had the ball would drive by Scola, uh, who's forty-one years old by the way, still holding on. Way to go, Sasha Baron Cohen, for your uh, your finest hour of, <laughs> of acting there. But, man, they just had no answer. Luca got a tech. We saw Luca get a full technical. Luca experience. In the third quarter, it was the, it was a full, full Luca experience. Absolutely, uh, for sure. Now, 
Does the Olympics have a technical number? No clue. Do, if we get to if we get to 15, does he have to be suspended? I don't think so. Uh, we're learning all these different rules and enjoying it. It's been great. Watch yourself some, some Slovenia. They are it's a real fun team to watch. I'm excited to to get into this and keep following all these games, especially after you know. I think a lot of us seen the at least the end of you know Team USA's game against France and how that unfolded. And France beat them, and you know all the hot takes you know, that were taking place. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, just uh oh for Team USA. You know all the hot takes and that they're obviously the favorite to win gold, but you can't help to you know in the same day we seen USA lose to France. It feels like they're in shambles trying to figure things out, and then we see arguably, I mean, the best player in Tokyo. I mean, it's either him or Durant, whatever you want to say. Durant scored ten points against France today. Get out of here. Luca's the best player. Yeah, there. it's like come on, 40, 10 points. Get out of here, Durant. It's like you watch Luca put up forty eight points tonight, and you're like, all right, like here we go. This That's the this best is going to be a lot of fun. And so yeah, we you know Slovenia plays Japan coming up next. Then they get Spain coming up on Sunday, which will be a a great game. And I mean, they basically just need to win one more game for them to come out of the you know group stage. And then it's, you know, metal rounds then. Now, then we're getting fun. And I'm just so excited. We were talking about this during the game. I just want to see Luca fighting for a medal. Because if we thought we see, if we thought Luca was on a different level for like playoffs, not just like yeah. performance wise and entertainment wise, but like talking crap wise, this dude's going to be doing it tonight. He was. And this dude's going to be all about it in the metal rounds. And I'm all here for it. Somebody asked me this question on Twitter Who is. Luca talking talking crap to, like in a, in Tokyo. There are no fans. There's no one there. Like there's no one there except for people with the other teams. Who could Luca be screaming at? Is he just talking to the Argentina bench? Is he just? And I was like, hmm. Do we know? Do we know that Bob isn't in Tokyo? How far? Do we know? How far this? is Greece to Tokyo? <laughs> um. I will say I did see Callie Kaplan uh, just doing great reporting for the Dallas Morning News in Tokyo. Yeah, in person. She tweeted out saying that he kept on looking at a place where scouts for Japan and Spain were sitting. So I don't know. <laughs> get ready. He said get ready. Or or better. Do you think do you think the scouts for Japan were just like, like crapping themselves, like, like sitting there? Who are you talking like are you looking at what me? Are we we're not saying anything. Us? What are we what are we supposed to do? We're not gonna beat you. Like Rui's over there, like, what? Like what? Why do you have to? Uh, or it could just be like a Jordan type of thing, and Luke is just saying, "Hey, I'm just gonna make up people in my head saying crap to me, and I'm just gonna <laughs> talk crap this whole." This whole game. What do you think Luca's fake person's name is? Bob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Bob Rick. Bob Rick. That's his first and last name. Bob Rick. Rick Bob. Good old Rick Bob. <laughs> oh man, uh, Luca. By the way, 48 points, second most. Points in an Olympic basketball game. The first is Oscar Schmidt, the legend. Oh, OG. 50, a goat. 55 a true for goat. Him. Oscar Schmidt. Luca tied for second with 48. An incredible number for Luca. We'll be here. We'll be covering it just like this, but let's get into uh, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, both rumored that the Mavericks are going to be going after those guys. We'll talk about the pros and cons. Talk about those rumors coming up. But first, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to put some money down on sports. You can do it right now for the Olympics. The Team USA, we're recording this ad before Slovenia's game, but Team USA lost to France, and they are still 
right now, according to Bet Online, USA is still the minus 300 gold medal favorite for basketball. Slovenia all the way down at plus 1800. Slovenia is under the U.S., then Australia plus 800, Spain plus 900, France plus 1100, and then Slovenia plus 1800. So Slovenia and Spain in the top five there. They're in that same bracket. Uh, but yeah, those are pretty. That's those are pretty far odds. If you're th- if you're feeling really good about Slovenia, go to BetOnline.ag right now. Use the promo code Lockdown. You get fifty percent. So fifty percent more money to put down on Slovenia. Then you can go ahead and uh, cash out. Cash out and win if they get the gold medal. If Luca leads the team to a gold medal, you'll win a bunch of money. Go there, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into some r- rumors. Woo! <laughs> we're gonna use it, be using that button a lot over this next week or so. There's gonna be a lot of stuff where oh. we're just gonna be like, "What? A, what a great week this is!" Love it, love it. This is this is you, you and me. This is probably like our favorite two week stretch, uh, draft and yeah. free agency. Uh, usually it's a couple. It's usually it's two weeks be- between the draft and free agency. This week, this year, it's only a week. Or maybe even less than that if you just want to count the days. But let's get into some of the stories. Mark Stein dropped a piece on Friday, I believe, or, or, or late Friday or late Thursday about Kawhi Leonard. The Clippers' Kawhi Leonard, like Chris Paul, has to decide whether to exercise a pricey player option, $36 million, or head to free agency in August. Unlike Paul, Leonard must do so while facing long-term injury uncertainty after it was announced this week that he underwent surgery on a partially torn ACL in his right knee and is out indefinitely. So it goes on and on about some of these, uh, the options he has, Steve Ballmer's confident, all this kind of stuff. But then he gets into, um, uh, he gets into a couple other things. Dallas, just to name one expected suitor, will not be dissuaded from pursuing Kawhi Leonard, even if he's forced to miss all of next season, league sources say. Whoo. We talked about this a week ago. We talked about the Kawhi Leonard situation. Uh, now that it's a, a rumored thing that the Mavericks are going to go after him, they will not be dissuaded from going after Kawhi Leonard. What's your thoughts on this now? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, my personal thoughts don't change too much. We talked about it last week, like you said. We kind of split it. Um, you know, you were more in favor of it. I was uh, less in favor of it. Uh, just everything considered with the Kawhi situation is past injury history. Uh, I mean, just looking at his games played like four years ago, he played nine games. That was that last year in San Antonio. And I mean, we could go through them and how many games he's missed. A lot of lower body injuries for him. And a huge thing is like you sign him and you like, you're saying goodbye to next season. And that that's my biggest thing of coming full circle with Kawhi thing. I think the way that I would be, like 100% down for it is if it's a sign and trade with, with Porzingis, because in that situation, then you sign and trade with KP in that situation, you go into the off season and you still have money, right? Like you still have, you basically have the same situation that you do now. Can you go out and get a Cal Lowry? Then can you bring back Tim and go get someone else and say, all right, let's bring this squad back together and let's run it back with this squad. With, if you do that, you, there is a good chance that you're making it to like, you're making it to the playoffs. You're going to the second round. like, And then you still have that what if with Kawhi. If you bring Kawhi in, that's your one offseason thing. You're saying goodbye to Tim Hardaway. You're not bringing anybody else in, in in free agency. And then you're just running it back with Luka and KP. You're putting a lot, a lot on KP. If KP has any type of injury problems like he has the past season or so, like you, you might not even make the playoffs. So 
I'm just, I get really weary when it comes to the Kawhi stuff. But if they work out a sign and trade, then uh, I'm more open. Weary or wary? Oh, I meant to say wary. My bad. Weary, like wary of it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about it. or I'm thinking about it. Or weary, yes. like ugh, we hear about this so much, like the Drummond stuff. I'll just say both. Yeah, but I'll say, say I'll say option. This one. is one where it applies for both ways. Yeah, I'm more in favor on the Kawhi Leonard stuff because, and this is one of my, this is one of the things I've been thinking about a lot. Can the Mavericks do a single thing this summer that would make you think, okay, this team can win a title? Yes. What would that be? Kyle Lowry. They could get Kyle Lowry to this team right now, lose Tim Hardaway Jr., and then boom, they're they're a title contender. I think Kyle Lowry would make them in that conversation. See, I don't like, think I don't think a lot of people agree with you on that. And so let me just go down that that trail for a little bit mm-hmm. because if there's nothing else that they can do, right? And let's say Kyle Lowry is like, I'm not going to Dallas. Boom. Then that option is off the table. Is there anything else the Mavericks can do to make themselves a title contender? I'm not. Well, sh- I just. Don't, I'm not yeah. sure. Just this off season. So if they if they can't, then why not? Do something that will make you a title contender, not this year, but next year with Kawhi Leonard and bring him back and swing for the fences. Like, you're completely swinging for it. Then you have a year to figure out Porzingis. Maybe they do the sign and trade and we get the best of both worlds, but you have a year to figure out Porzingis. And if you don't, then maybe Porzingis ups his trade value, trade him in the tr- you know at the trade deadline, and then all of a sudden going into the next, next season, not like this season, but the season after that, you have Kawhi, Luka, something else, and a real foundation there to like, all right, Boom, they're ready to win a title. They are title contenders in 2023. I just, I go back to to Phoenix and saying, did their fan base and heck, did even the Sun, I mean, I guess the Sun's management, but like, would did people honestly think that the Chris Paul edition back last year would put them in the finals? Like, we're talking about a team didn't even make the playoffs, didn't even sniff the playoffs, and it put them in the finals. So I just don't want to, I don't want to do the blanket, like, Oh, Mike Conley, that wouldn't mean anything for them. Like, why couldn't a Kyle Lowry, a Mike Conley, a a veteran addition to this Mavericks team, why couldn't that make them the Phoenix run for next season? Because we know all the injury stuff. Kawhi's out all year. Jamal Murray's out most of the year. Like, where's LeBron at next year? age? Like, we know all of that. So that's, I just get really hesitant when we're talking about throwing away one of the Luka years. And he would know that up front, like, I know he's super competitive. He would know that if it's a, okay, we're going to 30 million of our cap is out all year. Then he knows that that that's, that's a year gone. And I get, I get really hesitant about that. Let us know in the chat, in the comments below the YouTube video, what you think, should they go in on Kawhi Leonard? Is it worth it? Is it not? Please let us know what you think, but it is something that's out there. It's something that people are talking about. People are getting into about Kawhi Leonard. And uh, it's, it's a thing for the Clippers. Let's focus on that for a second. Uh, if Kawhi Leonard leaves and they get nothing for him, what is that team then all of a sudden? We talked about this a couple weeks ago, about or a couple days ago, about what is this Clippers team without Kawhi Leonard next season? Well, what if they just lose him completely? Yeah, well, I mean, one, I just I still don't think he's leaving at all. Like, I think the Clippers are saying full max, everything on the table, and I just don't see why Kawhi would leave outside of some, like, medical team thing that we all read and hear. But if yeah, if you're if you're the Clippers at that point, you, whatever team he wants to go to, then you just say okay, we'll we'll take something back, right? Like give us something, and so you you try to work out a sign and trade. But I mean that's worst case scenario, and I, I just don't see. You know, I think going back to the Mavericks thing, one of the things that you know fans are saying right now, is saying, well, crap, is this Art Dwight Howard? Like again, is this a? I said that you know, to you. I said that to you yeah. when this story came out. I texted you. I said, "Will Kawhi Leonard be the Mavericks Dwight Howard?" 
Yeah, like not to bring deja vu back in, like into this, but like this Mavericks team's Dwight Howard that was the Dwight Howard of the Mavericks before in twenty what fifteen? Yeah, twenty fourteen. Like, it's like haunting our our memories. But can't you you see a Mavericks are holding out for Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, right. You know, it's like day three of free agency. Tim signs in Miami, and you know all these options are flying off the board. And then you're like, all right, Kelly Olynyk, twenty million a year. And it's like the you know like. The catch, you know, all option there. So it's just that's the scary route that they put all the eggs in a basket for Kawhi. But this is a new regime, right? A new front office. Hopefully that's not the case. And when we say Dwight Howard, what we mean is some people are new to the Mavericks or whatever. Back back when Dwight Howard was gonna become a free agent, uh, when he was with the Orlando Magic, he was at the height of his powers. He was like I don't know. I wouldn't say Giannis because he didn't win the title, but he was like Giannis before they won the title, right? Because he was he was up there. He was one of Defensive Player of the Year. He was just this absolute force in the league, an incredible, you know, three time defensive. He was Rudy Gobert, but a lot better. <laughs> I mean, he's, I, he's a Hall of Famer, so. right? And, and in a team and in a, a league in a state of the league where a Rudy Gobert type player would be more dominant, and so. The Mavericks, instead of, and this was part of the Andre Iguodala story that came out on JJ Reddick's podcast, the Mavericks, instead of signing some of these guys like Andre Iguodala uh, or even drafting, uh, even drafting a Giannis, you know, the exact player Giannis, they decided to clear up cap space. They traded that pick. They decided to to wait and not sign Andre Iguodala or somebody like that. And then they waited on Dwight Howard. They made him wait. They made him wait. The Mavericks waited it out, waited it out, and then. They didn't get Dwight Howard. They didn't get Andre Iguodala. They didn't get Giannis. They, you know, Shane Larkin, like not much else to show for it after that. So will Kawhi Leonard be that this season? Will he be a guy that, okay, he's linked to the Mavericks, and now all of a sudden the Mavericks are waiting on him because he's making them hold out. This this happened to the Lakers. The Lakers thought that he was going to go there, and it was, remember, the the plane, and we were watching him like yeah. leave the, like there's all these reports about his private plane and stuff, and when he was trying to leave Toronto, and it was down to the Clippers, the Lakers, and then back to Toronto and the Lakers were waiting it out. They were holding out for with a couple of guys and they finally, you know, just waited and waited on Kawhi because if you get the chance to add somebody like this, you can't pass it up, right? Like these guys don't come very often. And if you have those guys, unless, <laughs> unless they're going to be out the whole next year and you don't know what they're going to look like because they've had a history of big time lower body injuries. I'm just going to say a lot of people are going to disagree <laughs> with you on that. I, I, I know I, I get all of that. But that's it. Just scares me. There's no guarantee. It's a hey, Luca, take this next year off and hold out because we got Kawhi Leonard coming back from a torn ACL and all the other past injuries. But you know what? He's going to be exactly the same before. So don't worry. I know you only have three years left on your extension, but don't worry. We we will be good because Kawhi will be fully healthy. Isn't this what they told Kyrie Irving <laughs> in Brooklyn? Well, <laughs> They're lo- Brooklyn didn't have a generational talent like Luca waiting oh, to set you know, like, at Kyrie Irving. Well, they, yeah, and Kyrie had already won his <laughs> ring. He was friends with KD. Like that, that was, that's completely different than the KD one. Wow, you don't think that that Luca and Kawhi are friends? Um, I I don't want to make any <laughs> judgments on that. I have no clue. Coming up, a lot more rumors. There's a bunch of rumors dropped for a Monday. They're they're ready for it. So Lowry. Connected to the Dallas Mavericks. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I eat one of them almost every day. They're a great meal replacement. They have uh, a new track and field sponsored 
built box. You can go and check that out. It's a mixed box. You can go check out some of uh, you know the the mixed box the mixed bars that they have there. Uh, some of the good flavors, if you want to just get a flavor, mint brownie, always solid, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. They have the raspberry, the cherry barcia, uh, all those other kind of flavors that are available right now. So go check it out, Built Bar. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order with Built Bar. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. Check it out. They also have Built Boost that you can put into your drink and uh, fight immu- you know help your immune system. Built Bites, Built Broth, lots of other stuff and products. Go check it out. Locked15 is the promo code Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this rumor from Sham Surania about uh, Kyle Lowry. The 76ers, Lakers, Mavericks, Pelicans, and Heat are expected to be the top suitors for Raptors free agent guard and player that would make the Mavericks a title contender, Kyle Lowry, sources said. I may have, I may have added a couple things there, but... Go ahead. You've done your spiel about on Kyle Lowry, but you wanted to say a little more earlier. Go ahead. Give me your spiel on Kyle Lowry. You know I'm with you on this. I'm not against you on this for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I've just I've said all along he's the perfect fit in Dallas. Six-time All-Star. He's 35. Vet won, you know, won the title a few years ago. He just, he plays defense. He's another creator. He's another playmaker. He can run the offense with Lucas on the bench. He's he just fits everything that I would want that player to fit. And it's just a matter of like what he wants. And and we've said this for years about yeah, Kyle Lowry, I mean, right? It's not just yeah. this season when he's a free agent. We've been talking about Kyle Lowry for probably two years as a guy that could be, man, if only Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, if one of those guys could become available, they'd just be an absolute perfect fit because they check all the boxes. Well, especially when Kawhi, I mean, that was like one of the first conversations we had when Kawhi picked the Clippers. We're like, well, are they going to get rid of Kyle Lowry now? Like he only has something. Let's uh, go. Let's maybe go. they should have. <laughs> I, I know, seriously. And then we thought he was going to get traded, you know, at the deadline yeah. didn't happen. So now he's a free agent. So the question with Lowry is like, how much are you willing to pay a 35 year old point guard? You know, Woj saying that he could see it 25 to 30 million. Guess who's ready to give him 25 a year? Me. I am. Oh, 100%. Sign, sign me up for, you know, a two for 50. Let's go. I think a precursor to it, though, and this is something to watch out for the Mavericks going into the draft and even on draft night that could give you some type of indication is if it's on draft night and the Mavericks make a, a salary cap shedding move on draft night, you get a what Utah's thinking about doing right now. You get a move that happens on draft night to where the Mavericks move into the draft into like the second round or the end of the first to a team that has cap space and they're like, it's Dwight Powell. It's Maxi. It's one of those type of players that clears up an extra like $10 million that you're like, oh, okay. Like now, now that, that move can happen in the start of free agency too. But I'm saying that could be a precursor to something that they might know that, hey, free agency is coming in, you know, a couple of days. So I would just, I'm not saying that would happen. I'm just saying that would be, if a move like that did happen, my first thoughts goes to they got something up their sleeve for free agents. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing the Mavericks cap sheet right now. This second column right here, the 21-22 season, that's the you know the money coming up for this year. So if they move a Dwight a Dwight Powell that has 11 million, that would clear up 11 million in cap. Obviously, the, or the Josh Richardson. If Josh Richardson opts opts in before the draft, he doesn't have to. But if he did before the draft, one, that's an indication that he probably knows where he's going to be going. He's going to be traded to a place that he likes to go or he wants to go to. And that that's another way to clear up that extra money, too. Yeah. Yeah. The Josh Richardson thing could be one. But yeah, if it's a Dwight Powell, if it's a Maxi making eight point eight million, a couple of these guys, even like. 
a Trey Burke making three million next year. I mean, if they move move something like that, maybe they know that a Kyle Lowry or somebody is interested. So that is it. That's an interesting thing to watch for for the draft because it may not be like it may be one of those moves where we go that doesn't really make sense for the Mavericks, but it's because they're trying to clear up space and clear up cap just so that they can make that kind of move. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. so Kyle, a couple of people have even pushed back about Kyle Lowry. Well, he's old. Well, he, you know, he doesn't have, he isn't, he isn't going to solve all the problems and everything. Uh, we just saw Chris Paul solve all the problems for the Suns, right? Like, how do we have to do this again? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Sign me up for Kyle Lowry. I don't see how, like, I get that he's 35, but we're also not handing him a max, max contract. We're also not handing him $44 million a year. Are you waving at me? No, my camera keeps going out of focus and it's driving me nuts. I almost texted you and told you, but I was like, you know what? Maybe it's a cool filter. I got it back. I got it back. We're good. You're like like an influencer, so I didn't know if it was like a filter on Instagram (laughs) or something. Um, (laughs) But no, I just think this is what we need. We we need an older vet. (laughs) Why? I don't want to. Like, this isn't somebody who can't play either. Like, there's a reason why. Look at the teams that's going after him. The Lakers, Miami, these teams who've been in the finals within the past few years. So it's not like the Mavericks. It's like, oh, the Mavericks are going after Kyle Lowry. And then the other teams is freaking Charlotte and Cleveland or something. Like, okay, why aren't the other big teams going after him who are trying to win titles? No, it's all the good teams. So I'm fine with it. If the Mavericks don't, if the Mavericks, even if the Mavericks don't re-sign Tim Hardaway, if KP can get, I mean, if he can just keep scoring 20 a game and maybe he doesn't get better than that, I think it's okay. The Mavericks don't need Kyle Lowry to be all NBA Kyle Lowry. They just need him to do a couple of things that he does well and be better than Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, Be like maybe at least as decent of a shooter as him, maybe not at the same volume, but be at least a decent shooter, be a decent, you know, score, like a score, 17 points a game. Can you expect that from Kyle Lowry? I think you still can at this point in his career. Uh, but then also add the playmaking, the better defense, the veteran leadership, especially. They just need that from him. Shot 40% from three last year. Right. They don't need him to be this insane, you know, even like what Chris Paul just did with the Suns. Chris Paul wasn't like MVP level Chris Paul. He... You know, some people may have voted for him for MVP, but he wasn't putting up like 30 and 10, you know, like 38 minutes a game. They don't need that. So I think that's one of the reasons why. You kind of just need him to figure out his spot. Now, let's look at some of these other options for for Kyle Lowry. Sixers, that one makes a ton of sense, right? That's the team you go in there in the East. uh, He's from Philadelphia. He uh, went to Villanova, all that kind of stuff. That that makes a lot of sense for him there. they have stuff to trade. I, I would think that the Raptors would want to try and do a sign and trade. But if it's if it's Kyle Lowry's decision and he doesn't want to do the, you know, mellow to to the Knicks thing where they gave up they give up all the assets and then uh, get him anyway, I think that uh, that one could make sense. But I don't think they they would have to off sh- offshore some, yeah, they would some have cap. To do it. They would have to to figure out how to do that. Mavericks have cap. Lakers would have to do the same thing. They would have to trade some stuff. They would have to do the the Kuzma KCP package that's being sent to like literally every team right now. Uh, it feels a, a lot. Like Nobody our, wants a star. It feels like our Justin Jackson Delon Wright package that we tried to train to everybody last year. <laughs> it does. That's good. <laughs> Obviously, those uh, Lakers players are better, but uh, Pelicans. That one doesn't make a ton of sense to me. He could maybe take them to be the Phoenix Suns, but. Man, that's a that's a tall order for them. Well, to, Pelicans to got to shed money too. The Bledsoe right. Adams contract. They would have to shed the Bledsoe Adams contract, like you said. The Heat, uh, the Heat is one of the other options there for him. 
And uh, that would make sense. They have cap. So I think that those are the two teams that the Mavericks and the Heat are the two teams with cap that wouldn't have to make any other moves that could sign Kyle Lowry. And that's interesting. Yeah, the Heat's the team I'm worried about the most. Yeah, for sure. And staying in the East. I mean, it's a big deal to, mm-hmm. to stay in the East, even though a couple of these West teams seem to be kind of you know weaker than we thought. Even the though past. the Lakers are interested in him, along with everyone else in the league. So it's the, the greatest story in sports. Uh, what are your thoughts quickly? And we'll probably do a longer one on this, maybe. But a Lowry-DeRozan combo. Is there any way the Mavericks could pull From off Lakers? some kind of sign-and-trade, you know, DeRozan with sign-and-trade, you know, Porzingis, and get... Kyle Lowry, DeRozan, Luca, like that's their lineup going forward. Because because there was a report that Lowry and DeRozan wanted to team up in L.A. There's it doesn't there's I can't imagine a salary cap situation where the Lakers are able to add both Lowry and DeRozan. Now, if I eat those words, I eat those words. But uh, with the two with the two max guys they have right now, I don't know if they can do that. But the Mavericks could do something like that. Yeah, they could. Yeah, I, I mean, my mind is just like boggled right now i'm trying to per, like think of what that lineup would look like and especially if you found a way to kept you know keep kp in that and i don't think you could you could i mean i mean, I guess if you did a dwight powell if you clear dwight powell's money that's that's 11.1 million now all of a sudden you're talking about 40 something million you give each of them like 20 something right yeah i know <laughs> that, yeah, that's the thing it's like there is a world that if DeRozan and, and kyle lowry say we want to come to dallas you take less you renounce Tim Hardaway's, you know, cap hold, figure out to do it, what to do with Josh. And then, yeah. Or you're like one trade away of, of saying, Hey, will y'all take, you know, both of you take 22 a year to come to Dallas. And that's what the big three did when they went to Miami. Right. They, they yeah, all took so, less than the max to go be together. So, yeah. So, and then that's, I mean, what does a Luca Lowry DeRozan KP lineup look like? Who's, you know, then Dorian and I mean, that's just wild to think about, but yeah, there's, there's so much that could happen this week. That's the fun stuff about this week that there's no telling what will happen. There's names being thrown out left and right. Bradley Beal. I mean, what's going to happen with that situation? If the Mavericks did the the Lowry, if they figure out a way to do Lowry DeRozan and keep Porzingis, Porzingis was upset about touches on this team. Like imagine Porzingis with touches on a team with DeRozan and Lowry as well, man, that would be, that would be rough for him. I can't imagine that going well for him, his agent, like his potential livelihood, right? Like he just, he would be a floor spacer, you know, in general, maybe him and Lowry get some good chemistry and their, their, their two man games really good. And so that's the second unit and Luca and DeRozan are the first unit or something, but uh, that would be rough on Porzingis. Lowry's like, all right, listen, I played with Channing Fry one time. <laughs> it's about the same. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So you, anything met- else you-, you mentioned the Beal rumor. I've seen some people talk about this. I just, there's going to be other teams that have better stuff to offer. This is not, I'm sorry guys. Uh, like the Mavericks, what would the Mavericks trade offer even be? Like, I Not guess nothing. Porzingis in there plus future firsts plus, yeah. Like, like that, that's Brunson that's my thing with Beal. It's like I'm not even entertaining. I don't even think about the Brad Beal to Dallas stuff, and I hate that. Like, I don't want to like just burst some people's bubbles on that. But it's like 
he's under contract. Some uh, all these other teams are going to have. I mean, we could list off how many teams could we list off with a better trade package that will definitely go after Bradley Beal. There are a ton of teams. The one thing about Brad Beal and the Mavericks still, I still don't think they have a good enough trade package to get in it. But no. the one thing about Bradley Beal is, I think that he's shown so much loyalty to the Wizards or shown so much loyalty, meaning he hasn't requested a trade yet <laughs> since they've been bad. I guess that's loyalty at this point in the NBA, but. I think that there's a case, and I think Ben Mehich said this on Twitter. He's a he was the you know he's a, a Wizards you know writer over at SB Nation, and uh, he said that the the Wizards will will honor what Bradley Beal wants, and if he requests to a specific location, then maybe they would honor that for him since he's been you know loyal to them and they want to do right by him. So that small chance that he's like, I want to go play with a, a player like Luca, like maybe. Luca wins the gold, like gold medal or something. And he's like, dang, I want to go play with he that beat, guy. Beats beats Bill in the gold medal. Right, exactly. He's like, okay, I want to I want to play with that guy. Uh, then, then that's a situation where maybe it could happen. There's something crazy. But uh, other than that, I don't think that there's... That's the only way it happens is if Bradley Bill walks into Tommy Shepard's office and says, I want Dallas. <laughs> and then they just want to grant that and take KP Josh Green and some draft picks. Because that, that's just... There, every other team out there, like a Miami package around Tyler Hero and all the other stuff, like that kit, that is more than what Dallas has. Like Golden State's offer with Wiseman and the two picks, like that's more New Orleans, like they will go after him so hard too. With, I mean, like it just goes on and on. Like, so yeah, I'm sorry, I just don't see Bradley Beal happening. <laughs> There's one more rumor I want to get to quickly, and that's Woj. Uh, Woj was talking Manual about quickly. Say what? Emmanuel quickly. <laughs> I would like to get to it. This Emmanuel quickly. Woj said Dennis Schroeder turned down a four year, $84 million extension. The most Lakers could offer during the season teams like Chicago, New York, New Orleans, maybe Dallas in the mix for Dennis Schroeder. This is another guy we talked about before. I think we traded for him two years in a row in our mock draft uh, because he was, it was pretty easy to trade for him. Those two years we traded for him, but Dennis Schroeder possibly for the Dallas Mavericks. Would you, I put up this poll today on my on my Twitter account and I said would you rather have let's assume it's the same money Tim Hardaway Jr or Dennis Schroeder let's imagine that they're getting up just a, it's relatively the same maybe it's 3 or 4 million dollars off or something like that uh it was run away and there's still time yeah. left but there are 1600 votes and it was just run away Tim Hardaway Jr explain and you said this is going to be obvious that it's obviously Tim Hardaway explain to me why it's obviously Tim Hardaway well I just think you want the the over 40% three point shooter around Luca. He's been in the system. He's had a great season. And I think there's a recency stuff about Schroeder of for sure. People, the Laker season. I think people just saw the number of the, you know, article that came out the other day of it or the report saying that he, he thinks he's a hundred million dollar you know player. And I just think it's more of the recency stuff, because if you go back to that last season with OKC, he averaged 19 points a game, 38% from three. He played great next to Chris Paul. You're also talking to you know, people are listening to two guys here that like I th I think you are. I'm I've been higher on Schroeder than most people. Like I would like his fit in Dallas. Yeah, I, I think it, his like energy, his everything, like playing it back. Like I'm down for that. I don't know if I'm down to handing you know twenty five to thirty million dollars a year, but if there's something there for a decent contract and he's one of the pieces that you bring in this offseason, I'm not opposed to it. But I'm taking Tim over him though. Yeah, and 88, for people listening, there's 1,600 votes so far. There's still time left, but just about 90%, 88.8% .8 
picked Tim Hardaway over Dennis Schroeder. That one, that was a, a poll I found really, really interesting from Mavs fans that they would overwhelmingly take Tim Hardaway Jr. at the same number as Dennis Schroeder. So if it's $20 million a year, it's $20 million a year. You'd rather have that. Uh, Schroeder getting twenty five doesn't make a ton of sense, but goes back to my point. Not all these guys can make that. So, all right, there you go, guys. The thanks. German connection. Thanks for Schroeder and Maxi. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you guys. We will be back and go Slovenia. Slovenia. Boom. Doble. Nicolás la provitola. Doncic deja atrás. Vean esta fantasía. El pase de espalda y la asistencia para Mike Toby.